We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel the 68 till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> this is Alabama coach Nate Oates. And we're not playing. I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. What's going on, everybody? Field of 68 After Dark Live, College Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 84, uh, Field of 68. We are here, Mackey Arena, on the floor. If you can see us on the YouTube channel, remember, jump in the chat, ask us some questions. Uh, We apparently got some breaking news here, Jeff. What do you got? Big breaking news. We discovered the National Player of the Year favorite. Zach Eady himself not only watches Field of 68 After Dark, may or may not be in the chat every once in a while. So one of our investigations this year is to find out what his burner is in the YouTube chat. Yeah, maybe he goes un- under Zach Eady. Maybe. Did you ever think of that? What if it's Yuli? Could be Yuli. Could, Could be Yuli. But anyway, listen, yes. we're here at Mackey Arena, West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, we saw a, uh, a a pretty dominant performance, I think is the only way that you could phrase it. Purdue knocked off Ohio State 82-55 to 55 behind 26 points and 11 boards from the man of the hour himself. We're going to hear from him here yeah. in about five minutes. He's going to be joining us live. But, I, I mean, the, the only way, the best way that I can phrase it is this, Jeff. You've seen Purdue in person already this season. Yeah. This is the first time that I've seen them in person. Zach Eady is demoralizing. That's <laughs> yes, what he is. Yes, yes. He is demoralizing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no matter who you are, it doesn't matter. I remember talking to Drew Timmy after he played against uh, Gonzaga, and Timmy said, he's like, there's nothing you can do. This guy would – I think his quote was, he was just blessed with God-given shit. <laughs> yes. And he was. But the thing with Zach Eady was – Again, wasn't very good. I did a story uh, in on him recently on Stadium and has only been playing for six years. Wasn't very good uh, when he came to Purdue. In fact, said, you know, first workout, you know, he's missing everything, right? He can't catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And Painter's yelling at the guards, keep getting him the ball. Matt Painter saw something in him, kind of knew what he could be. And, and this is the perfect situation. You see it here after the game, right? Like, for you, this was a little different. You mm-hmm. haven't spent time around Zach Eady. I've talked to him a bunch lately. 
he's just such a good kid, so appreciative because, again, of where he came from. He's not a kid who's had his ass kissed his whole life. Mm -hmm. I I shared this photo on, on Twitter, and I put the video on to uh, TikTok and Instagram. But after the game, there was a line. You can't really see it over here, but over on the other side of the bowl, there was a line of kids literally halfway around the court, right, just waiting for him. There's only one tunnel for you to get in and out in Mackey Arena. The kids were just lined up all the way around. And I'm not talking about college kids. I'm talking about like little kids, eight, 10, 12 year olds screaming him, Edie, 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 Edie. It sounded like a flock of birds in here. And Zach, after the game, did his media obligations, did an interview with us on the court, yep. saw his mom, talked to his family, and then signed every autograph and yep. took every single selfie for every single person waiting. He was here for an hour. Yep. And here's the craziest part he does that every single home game it's a little bit tricky yep, yep. on the night games if it's a nine o'clock tip and it's late but he does that as much as he can every single time an hour after every game how many players do that not many, many i mean oscar oscar did it oscar's done it at kentucky as well mm -hmm. he's unbelievable but it's it's refreshing it is refreshing to see somebody again develop uh get better you know one of the things i remember talking to him about extensively um uh, was NIL. And he said to me, you know, he, he's from Canada, so he's got restrictions on it. We're talking about Purdue not being able to do that much for him. And he said, like, how can I really be upset about anything with NIL when Matt Painter gave me a chance and nobody else did? I think the number he says is like, you know, he was ranked 455th coming mm -hmm. out of high school. You know, think about it. He was on the B team at IMG. Armando Baycott, who I talked to for the story, Really had no idea who he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, pretty much, he was just like, ah, that was that big dude, right? Yep. And now he knows who he is because he's the best player in the country and somebody that still is going <laughs> to give in Purdue a chance. It's the year of the big, right? right? right. It's the year of the big. Armando Baycott was supposed to be the year of the big. Yeah. Now it's Zach Eady. He took Armando yeah. Baycott's shot. Um, this is my favorite stat. David Jenkins is, is close to getting yeah. 2,000 points in his yeah. uh, Purdue yeah. career or in his basketball career. He started playing college basketball before Zach Eady started playing basketball, period. That's amazing. It's, 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 it's fantastic. And David Jenkins, actually a guy that, when you talk to the players a little bit, very underrated in what he brought to the team chemistry-wise. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people thought he was coming in thinking he was going to average 15, whatever it was. Jenkins has been that, that older dude that keeps it loose. I've known J David a long time, and he's won. You know, he won a lot of games at South Dakota State playing with Mike Dom. Mm -hmm. Then he stuck around there. Then he went to UNLV. Where else did he go? Did I miss a place? No, I think that was it. That was it. But, yeah. again, this Purdue team is not overwhelming. And and my big question mark now is can Fletcher well, Lawyer we'll get, get that it in a back? second. There is one person that is overwhelming yes. on this yes. Purdue team, and that is Zach Eady. Our Jeff Goodman was able to catch up with him just a couple hours ago. Zach Eady, first of all, all right, let me see the scratches. Are these <laughs> Northwestern scratches? What, what are these? Do you have each one that's, like, you know, a different team? <laughs> yeah, I mean – I should start labeling them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was actually, people always ask about this one. This one was my freshman year in practice. What? Travion got me bad. That's bad. Like, yeah. that's not going away. Yeah, no, this is this is forever. Um, I don't know about this one. This one was Northwestern. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I just got a, got a little collection going now. I got some on <laughs> yeah. this arm. Everywhere. All right, so you, you get a good win here. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ohio State's been struggling, but a win is a win, right, at this point after losing three or four. Mm -hmm. Uh, people have kind of said they thought they they figured you out. <laughs> I know you're I know you're smiling, but were they doing anything different, or was it just something that you guys weren't, you know, playing the way you had been playing? 
Um, yeah, I was just kind of uh, missing some shots I usually make. I don't think a lot of times I feel like it just comes down to me versus me, like whether I make my shot or I miss my shot. Um, obviously, there's, there's great defenders in our league, and teams like really tough to get to my spot sometimes. But I feel like a lot of times it's just me missing shots. Who's the one big guy you haven't played against that you would like to play against? Is there somebody you look around the country, maybe in a different league, somebody that you haven't seen? Because most of the big, good ones are in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, so there's great, great big players everywhere. You know, you want to play against all the, all the elite big, um, like the big names, like obviously Oscar won it last year, guys like that. Um, I feel like I played a lot, a lot of them. You know, I played Armando last year. I played Trace Hunter this year. Um, I played Drew Timmy this year. You know, I played a lot of the, uh, the really great uh, big men. Obviously, you want to go against every single one of them. Yeah. All right, so we talked about your, your eating habits before. Give me your place here that you go to for like, you know, when you when you want to get a big steak, when you want to get sushi, sushi's your, your thing, right? Yeah. So is there a good sushi place in West Lafayette? There's some decent spots. I was surprised. I didn't think there was going to be any um, kind of this inland, but there's some, there's some decent spots around. Not bad? Yeah, yeah. So where do you go? Where, uh, there's where? a place called Maggi out here. They got like, they're on DoorDash, so they're pretty so you, easy. So you have to deliver? Um, yeah, if, if you sit down, there's a place <laughs> called Katana, a little farther. Katana's pretty nice, but yeah, those are two spots. Oh, Babinski's over there. Look at him. You want to get in here, Mike? You want airtime? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> um, when when did the goal for you and for this team turn to national champion? Uh, I mean, since the start of the season, I think every team there's not there, there's not a team in the country that doesn't have their goal. Uh, but the was there a point like realist? I know everybody says that going into the year. Was, but was there a point like was it Portland? Where you I mean, kind of came out of there thinking, you know what, maybe we could really do this? Uh, I would say, like, yeah, kind of around, probably around Portland. But, like, obviously, like, we, we talked about it before the season. Like, we, we went to our team goal. We said national championship, yeah. final four, all that. Um, but, yeah, like you said, when I really realized that this was a team that really could do that, was around Portland. You know, we played, played Marquette before Portland. That, that's turned out to be a really, really great team. I, we all knew they were going to be great. Um, but, you know, that was, a, that was probably one of our early tests. And then Portland play against those teams that are already kind of established um, and you kind of see like we have a lot of guys that can really really just go yeah all right the shoes you got no shoes on, <laughs> right, no now. Shoes on right now I wrote the story I'm trying to help you did it did it work uh, we got bit. nothing uh, it, I mean not, not even Nike but now yeah. I got people in, like my Twitter DMs and Instagram DMs like everybody hey, I found this on eBay size yeah. 20 like <laughs> so you get them sent to you no they just they just send, send like the links. links to me and then I'll, I'll buy them so have you bought a bunch I haven't bought any yet but yeah. I've, I've once I need them I'll start buying them well, I think hopefully when you get to the next level, oh, you'll be, yeah, that's, that's you'll be good. I was kind of like trying to I mean, like, from. I don't know. I think you need to get Phil Knight's number. I, the I conversation was, didn't work. Yeah. So I think you, we need to get your Phil Knight's number. Maybe that can get it done. I don't I know. It's got to average like 30 and 20. Maybe then maybe then it'll send I'm not even shoes. sure that's going to get it done <laughs> no, at this no. point. I think, I think it's over. Yeah. I, I think, you know, maybe if you were like a 6'7 high-flying wing, <laughs> you'd probably with, have with, shoes. With a lottery pick next to my yes, name? Yes, yes. you have shoes. No question you'd have You'd have like boxes. Yeah, I need, I need to work on my, left, my uh, bounce a little bit. Zach Evie, great to see you as always. Uh, Field of 68, mm -hmm. and uh, hell of a year, man. Thank you. I didn't realize how great of a personality that he has. He's yes. a really laid back dude that yeah. can have some fun. And part of it is just your relationship with him. And you know, he's opened up. Yeah, he's, he's really open. opened up. I remember mm -hmm. talking to him at Mohegan's son a year and change ago, and he wasn't like that. But I, you know, it's interesting because with bigs, Rob, a lot of bigs are playing the game because they're big. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously he is to some extent, right? But he did choose. <laughs> he wanted to be a baseball player, right. then a hockey exactly. player. And be like, hey, you know what? You're 7'4". Right. You probably should play basketball. <laughs> but I think I think the baseball and the hockey has helped him because you watched him in person today. His agility is mm-hmm. really impressive for somebody his size. You know what else it is? It's not just the way that he can move. It's that he looks like a guy that is just, when you say 7'4", 290, yeah. whatever yeah. he's listed at. You like, think a guy that can't move. Yeah. But you also look at him and like, right? Yeah, he's, he's defined. Yes. Like that dude's got that dude's got muscle. That's what I'm saying he's not strong. he's not overweight. He's yeah. not a, a, a stick. You're never going to be a great athlete when you're seven foot four, right. but he's about as right. athletic as you can yep. get when you're that size. Yeah. He's a great player. All right, I want to talk about Purdue big picture because you kind of talked on you, you touched with him like when or we we found or when did you guys realize you could be a national title content like really be one? Yeah. And obviously they are. They're a number one seed. They're probably locked into being a number one seed. They're got a. Looks like you're going to win the Big Ten regular season title, but they kind there's some flaws. Like the the secret's kind of out, right? You climb up in their guards. They basically have one dude that can dribble the ball, and Braden Smith, right? And right. you try to force them to make turnovers. The, the best way to put it is this: you're not going to stop Zach Eady when he gets the ball where he wants the ball, but don't let him so get the don't ball. let him get the ball right. and guard him right. up at the half court. And it worked right. for about. 90 seconds for Ohio State. Yeah, the first, like, three or four possessions, you were like, whoa, all right, maybe. Because we have a string. We have a string. This is the first bad game that we've been to all year long. Yeah, you're right. We've seen some good ones. Bad game we've been to. And I was like, oh, man, did we just jinx Purdue? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like you said, you need the personnel. You need the athletic guards to be able to do it and come at Braden Smith Mm because he is really the the only guy that you trust with the ball in his hands. And, oh, by the way, he's a freshman. Really mature one, but he's still a freshman. We've seen him make some mistakes down the stretch in a couple of their losses recently. To me, those other guys have to help him more. They've got to help him. And Ethan Morton talked about it after the game. He said, listen, I didn't do a good enough job mm-hmm. of helping Braden Smith when he needed it. All those guys have to. And unfortunately, the, the problem is, again, you've got, you know, Fletcher lawyers hit a little bit of a wall here. Mm-hmm. And Matt Painter said to us after the game, he's been dealing with a calf injury most of the season. I think you're starting to see it now, the combination of maybe the injury well, and the, the, when you're the fr- fatigue. Yeah, when you're a freshman like, and you play two games a night and you have the travel and you have the physicality that's in the Big Ten, right. like it's just going to eventually wear on you when you haven't gone through it. Like that's when we talk about the freshman wall. It's not he's like playing they, a lot of minutes. It's not that they forget how to play. Right. It's not that they can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's that all of a sudden like your legs just aren't as springy as they were at the start of the season. Like you're not as sure. in as good of a shape because you're not practicing as much. You know what's the other thing is for the game. Nobody had a book on Fletcher Laura early in the season yes. either. Yes. Now They've they seen him now over and over. Now and you know what? That out and the book is like, okay, if we can't stop Evie, who do we need to stop? Mm-hmm. Fletcher Laura. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's the guy that honestly, he and Braden Smith were the guys that to me took them. Obviously Edie's the number one guy, but, but without those two freshman guards, they're, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. They're not a team we're talking about number one ever or, or well, no, that, I mean, that was contender. the concern the whole preseason, right? Like, yeah, look, Zach Eady's awesome, but yeah. like, do they have anyone that can actually get him the ball? Right. You know? And I remember Hummel called you out on that too. He called you out. He said, we oh, can yeah. see our guards. Yeah, no doubt. We can see him. I didn't rank like, him. You were like, come on. I didn't come rank on. him because of Braden, Braden Smith. Braden Smith. He, he was hurt. He didn't play. No, you're right. anything in the summer. You're not wrong. Let me, um, let me ask you this when it comes to Purdue, because do you think it's easier when if you are a flawed team and, and you you figure it out before the tournament starts, before you get into March? Like, I, I think that if you go through your lull sometime in like late January, early February, 
Yeah. Because the way that the, the arc of a season is everybody's going to do, gonna you do, do it. what you do. Right. Everyone figures out how to stop doing what you're doing. Once there's actually tape on it, then you yeah. lose a couple. Then you adjust and you start, you, you go yeah. another direction. Yeah. You adjust to the adjustment that was made against you. I think that that puts Purdue in a good well, spot and, if they can get this thing going the right direction. And Matt Painter's pretty good yes. about adjusting. Yes. Right? Like Bill Self's the, the, the gold standard when it comes to adjusting. Mm-hmm. Matt Painter is not that far off. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, again, Painter just has a way about it. Here, here, I got a stat for you. 2018, Isaac Haas is the five. They set a, a record for the highest number of or highest percentage of possessions that ended with a post touch okay. um, when they had Isaac Haas yep. 2018. Yep. 2019, yep. they set the record for the most three pointers attempted in the Big Ten season. <laughs> they switch it up. That's what I mean. They switch he'll, it up. He'll adapt. He'll adapt. Yes. He'll figure it out. And again, I think part of it is just the fatigue of the freshman a little bit hitting the wall. Yep. But they've got good pieces. Are they going to overwhelm you other than Zach Eady? No, they're not. They're not. But you know what? They got a guy that when he gets the ball in the post, I don't care who's on him again. Hunter Dickinson, Drew Timmy. It doesn't matter who it is right now. Zach Eady's going to get you more than you're going to get him. All right. So let me ask you this. We got about 90 seconds before we have to get to break. Ohio State came into the year as a top 15, top 20, top 25-ish kind of a team. Yep. And they've now lost, I don't know what the exact number is. It feels like, 14. feels like 127 games in a row. Yeah. Everyone knows how we feel about Holt as a coach, as yeah. a dude, as a guy, but it's not working this year. Why? And what does this mean long term? I mean, the chemistry is certainly not there. The leadership's certainly not there. Those, you know, the transfers that they brought in through the portal, you know, haven't been great. And Justice Sewing's been disappointing coming mm-hmm. back from, from the injury. Uh, good young players. They're probably not ready yet. Uh, Bryce Sensabach can score. We know that. Doesn't really guard at all. Got to get better on that end. And he shot hunts. Um, Bruce Thornton, probably a year away. Roddy Gale, probably a year away. Zay Key, a good player. Not your guy. Can't be your guy. And he's been hurt. He's been hurt a lot. So, listen, I know everybody from Columbus. uh, You know, I've been a Chris Holtman apologist. You know what I am? I'm, I'm pretty smart enough to understand that He's one of five coaches who's gone to seven straight NCAA tournaments. Mm-hmm. Three of those guys are named Izzo, Self, and Few. All right? Mick Cronin's the other one. Matt Painter's technically gone through seven, but because of the COVID year, mm-hmm. he was not going to go that year. Yep. So be careful what you wish for. I know you're ready to run him off. The other thing. Remember what happened when Pitt ran off Jamie Dixon? Right. Right. And NC State ran off Herb Sendek. And you know what? Some people at Purdue. We're ready to run off Matt Painter after two really, really bad years, and look mm-hmm. at what's happened. So, again, I'm not saying Chris Holtman's John Wooden. I'm not saying he's Mark Few, Bill Self, or Tom Izzo, but I think he's a pretty darn good coach, and to me, he could flip this thing The bottom quickly. line is this. When you've been to that many straight NCAA tournaments, and I believe it's five straight that he's been to with Ohio State, you're allowed one down year. If you have two down right. years, then we can start having a question. Right. If this happens again knows next that. Year, he knows. we can start having a conversation. But you know what his bio is? Uh... A lot more than I make. It's like almost $15 million. <laughs> so he's not going anywhere unless he wants to go yep. anywhere. And my impression is Chris Hol- Holtman is going to want to fix this thing and get it back on yep. track next year. Yep. Listen, Ohio State is one of the most disappointing teams in college basketball. They are not the mis- most disappointing team in college basketball. That is the North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm going to tell you why they are going to make some history this season when we come back. It's your best teams of all time. That might be his best tease of all time. Give me some props, Kono.
<laughs> oh yeah, that was that was very good, very clear. <laughs> it was Congratulations! The I told them I was going to host before the show. Congratulations, Ryan. <laughs> Yep. All right. What do we uh, what do we got? We got. Oh, there was one question in the chat that I saw that I, I want to ask you. So, Goodman, if you are uh, like I can't remember how it was phrased, but if you are given five opportunities to go one on one against Zach Eady in the post over under zero point five points. No, 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 no. Hold on. It wasn't five hundred times. It was a hundred once. It was a hundred times. Yeah. Could you score once? I'll score once. I'll score once on Zach Eady. I'll score. I got a great like fake. I'll show it to you later. I had a great fake in the post. Well, here's well, what's going to happen. I'll back his ass down. Gonna... I'm going to back his ass down. And I'm gonna, here's no, one. You're do. not going to post him up because if you post, am, if you post him up, up, if you post I'm him up. I'm going to fake this way and I'm going to go quick under. I don't even need to look. I can go under. If you post He's it. not going to see it coming. Well, well I'll say this. I know, I, know Zach's, I know Zach's in the Tell chat. Him. So, Zach, just let us know how many points uh, Gibbon would score. The well, only chance you would have is to pull him out on the perimeter and throw up a prayer from three. No, I'm going to score. And I think I'm gonna if do you the shoot opposite. 100 prayer threes over Zach Eady, I'll hit you'll make one of them. I'm going to score on him in the post. Back him down. Okay. That's how I'm going to do Take it. Take him off the show. Get him off. Trevor, get in This there. is This is literally the <laughs> Trevor, only reason he's doing this is because he knows Zach is going to get really mad in the chat, and we're going to find <laughs> yeah, out what his burner right. is. That's, that's right. what it is. All this we are Zach's now gonna, I am Zach Eady. Yeah. I, I am Zach Eady. I'll be right at Matt He's like, I'll be there in five. Check ball. <laughs> All right. Anything else? How much time we got? 20 seconds. All right. Give me one more quick one. Uh, will Nate Oates take over for John Calipari when he retires? That's if he doesn't go this year, when he retires. He he won't. Well, I mean, no, he won't this year. I got a question. Well, is that what you year. said? Save, no, not this year. Say that for the afters. I got a question. Eventually. About that. Eventually. Eventually, maybe. I mean, Oates would Save be it. a perfect guy for Kentucky. Here we go. Field of 68 after dogs live from the court in Mackey Arena, West Lafayette, Purdue University. We are live Sirius XM, Channel 84, College Sports Radio. Rob Dawson here. I got Jeff Goodman. All right. We're going to be joined here by Kevin Keats in just a minute, North Carolina State head coach. They picked up a uh, a huge win yeah. over rival North Carolina tonight. We'll talk about NC State in a second. I want to start in North Carolina because I think that is the much bigger story here. I teased it before we left. North Carolina is on, on, uh, on track to make history this season, something that's never happened before. In the 60-14 era, dating yeah. all the way back to 1985, a team that was ranked number one in the preseason has never missed the NCAA tournament before. There have only been two times in 37 NCAA tournaments where the preseason number one team did not get a top four seed. Do you know who they were? No. UConn in 2000, the year after they won their first title, preseason number one ended up okay. as a five seed. Kentucky, 2014, Ooh, yeah. yep. they were preseason number one when everybody thought they were going to go undefeated. Well, when Dan Dockage thought they were going to go undefeated and everyone called him an idiot for it. Yeah. But that was like the Julius Randle, yep. Harrison Twins as a freshman. 2014, they were an eight seed. They made it to the national title game. Okay. This North Carolina team right now, 0-9, quad one games, their best win. At home, North Carolina State, that's the only win they have over a team wow. that ranks top 50 in the net. Goodman, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. All right, so here, here's my deal. I was very skeptical last year, if you remember, uh, a year ago when they hired Hubert Davis, mm -hmm. right? I, I had said publicly I thought Wes Miller would be the better, the better fit. Everybody thought I was kind of – well, I don't know if everybody thought I was crazy, but then Hubert comes out of the gates and they're struggling for four months. Right, November, December, January, February, 
they are as mediocre as mediocre can be. They're like a 10 seed. Mm -hmm. March 5th, everything changes. They beat Duke. They go on a run for a month. Four mediocre months, one good month. Really good month. So then, you know, we're all like, all right, preseason, you got to rank. They got everybody coming back other than Baker, other than Brady Manick, but they put in Pete Nance. Well, you know what? Let's let's throw them at one because on paper they look the part and, and maybe they'll pick back up. They've had how many more mediocre months, Rob? November, December, four. January, February. Yeah. Four more. So now they've had eight mediocre months and one good month. What does that tell you? They're not very good. Correct. I think now we can say that last March was probably the anomaly. And the other eight months were probably more of what they really are. Here's here's why where I would push back, because on paper, right? Yep. On paper, they are good enough to be a top five team in America. Sure. If we're talking strictly talent, take away all personalities, take away interactions, yep. take away everything else. You got a backcourt of Caleb Love and R.J. Davis. Yep. Yep. You got a guy, a lockdown guy, Leaky Black. You got a dude in Pete Nance who shouldn't there be a really good role player. You got a guy who we all thought was going to be a first-team All-American, Armando Baycott. To me, the issue is not the talent. To me, the issue is managing the personalities in that locker room and keeping everybody liking each other, right. keeping everybody friends, keeping everybody playing How about defense. just having some, some energy here's, and emotion and all that? Here's the stat it's more than painful. anything else. This is the thing that stands out to me more than anything else, more than anything else with this group. North Carolina State today had yep. one turnover before garbage time, one turnover before the walk-ons were in. A single turnover. With the, and the, the way the NC State plays, they want to get up and down. They have a lot of possessions. They make a lot of risky passes. Listen, One turnover. Yeah, I mean. They don't want to guard. They don't want to play. They don't want to play so, together. So here's my question. I'm going to throw it back at you. If you are Bubba Cunningham at Carolina, at what point do you start to reevaluate Hubert Davis, who is the nicest human being in the world, and he had two of the best wins in, in Carolina's history in a way, right? I mean, it, obviously, national championships aside, when you beat Coach K at Cameron in his final home game, mm -hmm. that's like a bucket list one. And then you beat Coach K in his final game at the Final Four. In the words that of Simon Williams, list. you ended the rivalry. Right. You ended yeah. the rivalry, but, you know, like, how long does that last? So I think you give him one more year. At this point, you know. So there's pressure on him. Yes. You're but, saying there's pressure next year. I, I think that they're probably. I mean, is. if they're bad. If you go for, if, if you become the first coach ever to have a team go preseason number one to not making the NCAA tournament, how can there not be some kind of pressure? And it's Carolina. And it's not. You're coaching in Carolina. If, if Armando like, Baycott got hurt and, and RJ Davis got hurt. Right. And none of that. else got none of that. hurt. No. Like, that's, that's stuff out of your control. And you've so, got guys sitting on the bench that are highly rated. Like here's, Seth yeah, Trimble, here's, here's really good. Thing. Here's my thing. You have some guys that there's talent there that is not the guys that came back to school, right? You're in North Carolina. You got some big-time recruits coming in, right? You know where the issues are in that locker room by now. If you're Hubert Davis, you can change those issues. You can shuffle on the ones that need to go, and you have a chance to kind of keep, change the culture and the, the how well people get along in that locker room. See if you can fix that. I Give just them one year to try it. And maybe, look, I'm not because I'm a pessimist at heart. But I, I just, I, the more I like, I watch Hubert, and I'm like, you can't be this positive. This can't be good for the team. Like 
drop an F-bomb. Drop a damn F-bomb, Hubert, because this team needs it. They need something right now to motivate them, something to get them going, because right now it just doesn't – they're listless again. They're listless. They're, they just look think, like – I don't think that it's coming. I think that this – this. I think that it's gone. I think it's over with for this thing. I don't think that they, I don't, I don't know how they're not coming back from this. I don't think you're coming. I mean, you've lost what, what have they lost five of the last six? Yes. I think, cause I I mean, in the most important time with your backs against the wall, you're going to lose five of six more than anything else. I think that they've kind of accepted. there there was one play. I was watching it. We had it on the laptop when we were watching the Purdue game and RJ Davis, there, there was a turnover. North Carolina state's coming down. It was in the first half and RJ Davis had a chance to try to play it, make a play on the ball and stop a layup commit a foul, take a charge, do something. And he just kind of pulled up let him go. and let the dude, let him go. it was Casey Morsell, let, let him go in and take a yeah. leg. And that said yeah. everything to yeah. me. I think that it's, I think that it's over to get into the tournament right now. If you're North Carolina, I think you have to win out three or four. I think three or four three and then do something in the ACC three tournament. Three or four is not going to get it done. Well, if you beat Duke and Virginia, it would be. Yeah. You got to win both those. I know they haven't won a quad one all year. They don't. They don't have a quad one. I know. I know. Quad two or three losses added to it. They're not flipping the switch this year. You can't just flip the switch twice. Not going to happen. Uh, Let's talk about NC State before we do. We were joined by their head coach Kevin Keats, who you've known for too long, and it was very uncomfortable for me because all I heard from Kevin Keats was how great this guy is. Welcome on to the Field of 68 After Dark, North Carolina State head coach Kevin Keats, fresh off of a 77-69 to win over in-state rival North Carolina Tar Heels behind 29 points from Jarkel Joyner. Coach, let me start you off with this. Jarkel, Baby T, we've had him on before. You have one of the most dynamic backcourts in college basketball. That's got to be a comforting feeling, knowing that you have those two guys handling the ball for you. You know, Rob, um, it's a special group, and, you know, last year was such a tough year, and I felt like I didn't put Tequavion Smith in the best situation. And so I wanted to go out in the portal and try to find a really experienced guard just to be beside him. And, man, did I find a gem. I mean, you're talking about a great kid, um, all both on and off the court. Uh, he's played exceptional, but he's helped Tequavion grow, too. And then when we need him, he's been really special for us. When you went in the portal, Kevin, I mean, you know, you see some teams, a couple in, in your conference, Pitt and you guys that, that went in the portal and really hit it. And then there's, there's others around the country that went in and obviously weren't as, uh, as fortunate. How much work are you able to do on a kid like Joyner? You know, is it a little bit of a roll of the dice until you get him? You know, Jeff, um, I can give you a little props now. You and I can – we can relate to this is – you know, we are old prep school guys, whether people believe it or not. And so I think, you know, we got an eye for talent that needs to come in. I'm so used to building a roster for my 12 years at Hargrave. And, you know, uh, I, I thought you got to do your homework. The portal is so great. And here's why it's so good is because you can go out there and find a, the exact need that you have. Sure. And with Jaquel Joyner, uh, it helped, you know, once uh, I hired Levi Watkins and, Levi had coached him, and once that kid went into the portal, uh, that was one of the things I talked to Levi about is, look, I know he's a good player, but what type of kid is is he? Because I got to turn over my the keys to the car to him. And, you know, it, it's helped me. A lot of people don't like the portal. I actually love it. Uh, you know, I've been well, the, hey, now guys. you love it. Now I, you now love, love it. it. That's right. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, Jeff and Rob, you're going to lose great players on your roster every year. 
And if you don't accept it, then something's wrong with you. But there are good enough players out there where you can go get some guys that fill the needs that you may have. All right, I need to ask you about the big fella, DJ Burns. I think he might be my favorite player in college basketball to watch. It's not often that you got find guys that look like they should be offensive linemen that have the feet of a ballerina. I mean, this dude, there's he's you don't find guys like him all that often. What's it like coaching him? How good is he? Just think about this, Rob. Just think about dancing with the stars. <laughs> I mean, he, he, listen, he has got the best feet and uh, greatest hands of anybody I coached. Um, Je Jeff will tell you this. Uh, I've been a guard coach for as long as you can remember. Now, there's two guys in the country now that really throw the ball inside. It's me and Matt Painter. Uh, we really get – we throw the ball inside. Like, he has been great. He is – he's turned into a, a superstar around here, both on and off the court. He's a crowd favorite. He's a really, really good um, passer as a big guy, can really score the basketball. Uh, we've worked uh, extremely hard making him a better rebounder and a defender so he can stay on the floor. And he, he's kind of taking that um, to heart and become that. Kevin, yeah, how, how big was this one today? coming off the loss at Syracuse? You know, Jeff, it's huge because, you know, luckily for us, you know, every time this year we've dropped a game, we've been able to win. And we haven't, you know, had, but we had two losses in a row. But it's it's huge for us because, you know, we won a three-game road stretch, and then we got three games here. And both North Carolina and us, we really needed the game. Uh, we needed to have it so we could take away chance where things could happen. Uh, they needed it from a quad one perception. Um, and I, I, it was huge. Our, our crowd was great. You know, the PNC was back rocking. It was a really good atmosphere. I thought our kids accepted the challenge and came out with a great win. Hey, did you go to the hockey game? You probably didn't because you were preparing for this. But I was upset uh, that my daughter and I went, weren't down there for the Canes game yesterday, the outdoors yeah. game. Yeah, I'm shocked at you. You know, one of the most historical games, and you know that your daughter, your daughter loves the Kings, and you didn't make that game. I like I was expecting to get a text from you saying, "Hey, I'm in town. I need you tickets." To me. You didn't do it. Just yeah. didn't do it. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to make. You know it. why? Hey, you know why? Because because we were at the Indiana hoop game with her, so yeah. I'm still with her. Uh, we'll get down there. We'll see you again for for Kings uh, game in the playoffs. I'm sure. There's, hey, bring Rob with you. I don't think he spent much time in Raleigh. I need to get down uh, there. I got to get huh? down there. How about this? True story. My wife is a full-time work from home, but her company is actually based in Raleigh. So she's down there like once a month. I'm going to have to come it's, down. It's, it's a ride. great city. You got to come hang out with us. I, mean, we, I can't believe you've never been to Raleigh. Do you have yeah. you have the spots, right? You have all the good restaurants? I got I all the good restaurants. I Listen, I haven't had a drink in 19 years, but I guarantee you I can tell you where to get it at. <laughs> We got to take him up on that offer. Yeah, well, you got to get to Raleigh. I need to get to Raleigh. Are you picking What's up the that? tab this time? Always, no, I'm not. It's always me. No, it no. always ends up being me. Exactly. You know who ran up our tab last night? No. Producer Trevor. Really? Is this true? <laughs> yes, Producer Trevor. Oh. Listen, um, we got to talk about Houston, and we got to talk about uh, Memphis. I think the really interesting conversation here is about Penny. How good of a coach is he? What's his future look like? Is What's he the, the right guy? Is he the right guy at Memphis? Next. I'll tell you next. Nice minute and a half. What you just, you just, you, you completely. You, you one hundred. I don't trust your teasers. You one hundred percent clucked my teeth. I don't trust them. I know you got one, and usually you're good for like one, one out of three. Let me cook. Dagan, can we get our? Can we get my ad in here, please? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Here, here you go, everybody.
Let me tell you guys about our sponsor for today's episode, Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 a few weeks back. When we get in the middle of college hoop season, it can be hard for me to eat and drink as healthy as I probably should be, especially in late February and March when the schedule gets really busy. But I found that I've felt better as I've made AG1 a part of my daily routine. I take AG1 in the afternoons after the coffee is worn off and once the itis post-launch is kind of set in. And what I found, my energy levels are up. It's improved my digestion. And as a result, I'm not only more efficient and productive in the most important time of the year for me and for the field of 68, but I'm working out more consistently. I just feel better. AG1 is so much more than just a greens powder. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally could not be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of the AG1 formula with water, and I drink it every single afternoon. Done. Just like that. I also like that it only costs $3 a day. The price is right. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is the answer. They are giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Free! Just go to athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. That's athleticgreens.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. We are back. Field of 68 After Dark live from Mackey Arena here, West Lafayette, Purdue University. We are on Sirius XM Channel 84. That is College Sports Radio. We're also live over on YouTube, the Field of 68 YouTube channel. Jump in the chat. Ask us questions. We answer them during the break, but only if they're nice questions. We don't ask the means ones anymore. Uh, Houston, Memphis, they played tonight. Probably the two best teams uh, in the American, um, Robbie Hummel was on the call. That's why he ditched Ooh. us last night. That's why he didn't come out with us last night. Uh, but Kendrick Davis didn't play. No, Memphis didn't win. We're going to talk about Houston in a second. I want to talk big picture about uh, Penny, big picture about the Tigers, big picture about Memphis. They, he's been to one NCAA tournament since he's been there. Yep. Right. He won an NIT. And I would argue that when things were all said and done that year, that he was one of the top 25 to 30 teams in America. Weird scheduling COVID year. I don't think that one's entirely on him. Okay. So, where do you stand on the Tigers? They are 20 and 7 now this season. I mean, I, I don't think they're a tournament team this year. I listen, they may get in because frankly the bubble stinks and, and we've gone to 68. So Here they may go. get in. No, but they may get in. Here it's fine. Go. They're going to be right on the bubble. Ultimately, if you're at Memphis, are you okay with just being on the bubble every year? Are you okay with that? Cuz so far we're going into year 5. And last year, they barely got in, right? They were 22 and 11 last year, 13 and five, finished third in the AC. 
got in and listen, they played well in, in, in the tournament. I'll give them that. They almost pulled the huge, huge upset, mm-hmm. but ultimately they're not getting in the first three years. And now these last two, if they're going to get in, they're squeaking in. Is that really okay at Memphis? Memphis. Yeah. This is Memphis. Oh, no. Look, I get it. I, I don't We're not think... a Tulane. No, I get it. Trust me. I get it. Um, I think that they're going to be in the tournament. I think but they're going to find a way to get Is there. that enough? You're year five. This isn't year two. This I, is look, year five I, look, at Memphis. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, what I'm saying is that I think if you go to back-to-back NCAA tournaments, considering what they were when he took over, and the, the rebuild, right? Considering what happened with James Wiseman in that entire class in that entire yeah. year, yeah. knowing that they made the run that they made two years ago, um, I'm not... What are you I, grading Penny Hardaway? What I, are you grading... If you were to grade Penny, and I love Penny, so I have... I hate doing this. I love Penny as a player. I love him as a guy. But, like, I don't know. I mean, a C, maybe? I think a C plus, B minus. I think if Penny was on here with us, if he was yeah. honest, like, he would say, yeah, I don't think we've... We've quite lived up to our How potential. How could you say that? But I also don't think that it's the, uh, the to the point where you're like, all right, we got to get rid of this dude. All right, we got to make a change. Because the first couple of years, like, it very much, there was there was a lot going. The first year was um, – the first year was he took over a program that didn't have his guys. Second year, James Wiseman comes in, yep. plays three games, yep. then it's gone. Then uh, the, uh, the Jeffries kid gets hurt. Two of their best three players are gone. Right. Yeah. Next Boogie year, Ellis he, transfers. He doesn't live up to the hype. Yeah, right. Next year he comes back. Damian Ball, they're talking up. He doesn't yep. live up to the hype. Next year he comes back. Last I checked, Boogie Ellis and Damian Ball yes. are doing they're, pretty well. Yeah. So maybe they were right about it. Next he comes back. They make it to the, the they win the NIT. They're probably a top 25 or 30 team in America, if we're going to be honest. Right. Okay. Yep. Next year makes the NCAA tournament, wins a game. Probably was a little disappointing based off the people that and players that he had. But once you got rid of the, guy that loses every game that he plays and puts up big numbers yeah then they started doing a lot better right then he comes back this year 20 and 7 kendrick davis has been sensational right yeah and they're probably going to get in the turn i think i would lean toward them getting in over not getting in i think that a lot of the wins that they had in non-conference have aged really well for example texas a&m for example vanderbilt for example vcu all those ones look a lot better now than all what they i'm got saying them. is like even if they get in like I my want biggest more. I want here's more. my biggest issue. Here's and you're older this year. You got in Kendrick yes. Davis and DeAndre Williams. How old are those two dudes? 37 and 29. Right. right. <laughs> and you're squeaking in. Now Kendrick was hurt I tonight. I don't think but who cares? You weren't winning with Kendrick tonight at I Houston. I know. Look, I don't think that they're I don't think that they're squeaking in one. And two what? you don't think they're squeaking in? If you get an eight seed, is that squeaking? They're not in? gonna get an eight seed. You're so out of your mind. Here's here's my I'll here's reach my, into my wallet next time if they get an eight seed. Here's my the one thing that I would say is I think the biggest issue right now with Memphis and with Penny and with the way that this program is going is that you're losing the talent before you have a chance to realize the talent. Imagine this team right now with Damian Ball, who is a starter on a team that's right. going to be a, right. a top 15 in America. Yeah. Boogie Ellis, yep. who is probably the best point guard. They didn't guard, utilize him right Probably then. the they best point guard him. in they the, didn't play the him. Pac-12. Right. Musa Cisse, last yeah. year's Big 12 yeah. defensive oh, player yeah. of the year. No, they got Put talent. those guys on this team. Right. It's retention. Yes. Right. You're saying it's retention. It, I, the issue is why are the players that are good not as good when they are at Memphis? Well, the younger. Yes. First of all, they're so younger. Why are so you the, need to get why, old. And then why but they got old. They got Kendrick that. Davis and, and DeAndre Williams. But they got. They're older. I, yeah. No, look, I, I hear you. I'm not saying that he's a great job, but having 
Kendrick Davis. And again, I'm not saying to fire him. I'm just saying they've underachieved. They've underachieved he, just, for what the program he's expects. Just he's just he he's just trolling. I'm not trolling. <laughs> I'm not trolling. You're Memphis. You should be in the tournament every year in the AAC. Am is I this, wrong? Am I wrong? Is this about John, is Cincinnati this about John Martin? Are you really, it, no, are you really upset about listen, John Martin? <laughs> Cincinnati. Are they how good are they? I look how I, good's too late. I, I get, program wise. I get right what you, I get what you're saying. You should be second in this league, clear. Clear cut. Probably. You may not be able to beat Houston. That's fine. Probably. No shame. The disappointing losses, like they're what, 20 and 7 right now? I think you can make an argument they probably should be 23 and 4, 24 and 3, something like that with the schedule that they played. Right. I mean, Houston, on the other hand, mm-hmm. they're just mowing down everybody. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, it's going to be hard to judge them because they're playing in the AAC this year and the AAC just isn't very good. So a lot of people are going to have. Like similar questions to maybe Gonzaga, right? Gonzaga gets hit. Houston won't get hit quite as hard because the names still look a little better, right? Memphis, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. like some of the names, Wichita State, even though they're not very good. But ultimately, I still have a ton of confidence in this Houston team. I do. I mean, Sasser at 20 today, Roberts at 20 today. They got a lot of dudes who can hurt you. Yeah, a lot. They're, they're right up there. So we're going to talk about the tiers in a second. But the thing that makes them so impressive to me, there's two reasons. One, they have the makeup of the two guards that you need to be able to make plays in the backcourt. And two, they have an, a defined identity and a culture to play the way they want to play. And included in all of that is a guy that might end up being a top five pick in Jarris Walker. Right, right. I mean, they're they shot unbelievable. Three. Listen, like, they shot three for 17. This, this, three dude, this dude, Jarris Walker, is six eight with a seven foot two wingspan and built like a fucking yeah. defensive end. He's, yeah, and he, he's, he's just he's skilled. You got three guards that, that can all handle it, can all make plays. Mm-hmm. You know, they got good size. They got, like you said, a, a lottery pick type player and Walker. They got two bigs who know their all roles. Right, so, so let me ask you this. They got a hell of a coach. You've you've been saying for a while that you think that Houston is the best team. Like you think I that do. they're gonna win the I do. Game. I would you've been saying this yeah. for a couple of weeks. Yep. Give me your top tier, right? Are they in a tier all by themselves? Is there a top four? Is there a top five? Is there a top 12 and there's just not that much differentiation? I think, I think there's a top four now. I, I think there had been a top three, and to me, Kansas has to be in that group now. Has to be in that group. And, and to me, the, here's the interesting part. I always start with two things, all right? So the two things I, I always start with are coaching and point guard play. Right, yes, you hear it over and over and over. Yes. For, right, coaching point guard play. All right, Houston, Kelvin Sampson, Kansas, Bill Self, Purdue, Matt Painter, Alabama, Nate Oates. Four really good coaches, right? Agreed, absolutely. All right, point guard play. We'll go next. Houston, Shed Sasser, two of them, right? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Purdue, only one, but he's good. Braden Smith, he's young, he, he scares me a little bit. Kansas, Dewan Harris, when he's good, they're great. He's got it in him. Got to be a little bit more assertive. And then Alabama, you know, they got two dudes, really, you know, Bradley and, and Quinterly uh, that share the load. Not great. It's not a great Sears. point. Sears, and Sears, Sears play Sears. some point. So it's not a great point guard class this year. So to me, the point guards aren't quite as important because there's not as much disparity, but coaching, coaching, coaching. And to me, you got to have Houston. In there, 
You got to have Kansas in there because of the coaching. You got to have Purdue in there because of the coaching. And you got to have Alabama in there because of the combination of coaching and talent. Why no UCLA? I know. I Just depth for me. Just depth scares me. And bonus, staying out of foul trouble. He's like a young freshman. He almost mm-hmm. doesn't know when to back off. He plays almost so too you would hard. Have, you would have UCLA in your second tier? Yeah, they'd be the next team for me. Okay. They'd I would have – after that group, I probably – I said this last night. I got roasted for it. I think I would have Creighton next. After those, like in that, yeah. in the same tier as UCLA, I have the same. I have the same question exactly about Creighton as UCLA, yeah. right? Except Creighton has a big who knows how to stay out of foul yes. trouble. He's going to be that's what he does. You don't have to worry about foul trouble with them. Right. They don't right. get in, they don't commit fouls. It's no, it's more injuries with them yes. that you worry about. They, they were hurt last year in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Call Brenner was in, who else? You know, who else was there, anyone else you would have in that tier? In that next tier, Arizona, are they there for you? Maybe they're close. They're not quite there, but they're close for me. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the, having the two bigs playing together. Yeah, That's I don't love it there. defensively. I don't love it. Well, last year, mm-hmm. I didn't have a concern playing two bigs together. Yeah. I think when you get into March, the two most underseeded teams that we're going to have, yeah, will be. I said this last night: Creighton and TCU. Yeah, yeah. they're right Baylor, now. Baylor's kind of in the next tier, but I just don't think they can stop anybody. I don't. I can't. You know, you can't outscore somebody put, for six straight games. Yeah, I can't put in that conversation. Miami, Baylor, Marquette, or Xavier as one of like the the favorites, top yeah. two teams, whatever, however you want to phrase it, just because they're not good enough on the defensive end of the floor. I just, I'm not. Yeah. Um, no, I'm up not, with you. I'm not entirely bought in. Um, bought in on them in that spot. Listen, uh, the most interesting result tonight was Butler losing at home to Georgetown. But the reason that it was interesting is not because of what happened in that game. It's what happened in the game that was played in New Rochelle this weekend. We're going to tell you all about that when we get back. You were struggling with that a little bit. No, I knew exactly. No, I don't think you knew. I think you were the wheels no. were turning. Yeah, that, that one that one was a bit rough. I'm not gonna lie. I knew the wheels I were turning. I could I could see you thinking of what you were trying to say next. I knew I, exactly where I was going with that. Right, I should have jumped in, Dagan. I knew exactly fair where enough, I was fair going enough. With All right, here's a question for you from from Yuli, because I'm sure he's gonna really enjoy this next segment we got coming up uh, as we talk about Butler. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on St. Mary's? Do you, how far do you think they can make it in the tournament? Um I mean, listen, Randy Bennett's such a great coach. I could see him getting the second weekend, especially with Aiden Mahaney kind of growing up before our eyes quickly. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, second weekend. That, that I could see him winning two. Yeah, I'm just – they they can really, really guard, but they have a freshman point guard they rely on. And it's, and it's yeah, kind of a chill. Yeah. yeah, I'm not – I think that they're a little bit of a metric starling. They're really good, but, like, if they get – if they Next win, year. Yeah, if they win two games in March, I think that you're talking about like a fantastic right. season. Even though they're yeah, their numbers yep. are so ridiculous. All right, next question: Who's a team outside the top sixteen that you think can make a run? Outside of the Creighton. what? He would say Creighton. The top sixteen. Me yeah, too. I Creighton. Would say, I would probably say Creighton as well. Twenty seconds. Uh, TCU. I'm trying to think who else. Creighton and TCU for me at the two. Like they're, yeah, Creighton they're, would be mine. Creighton yeah. clearly is mine. Ten seconds. I'm gonna throw NC State in the mix there too. Got guards who can make plays. Yep, play that style. It's Here tough. we go. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark 
We are live here from Mackey Arena, West Lafayette, Indiana, Purdue University. Rob Doster, Jeff Goodman. We are on Sirius XM Channel 84. That is College Sports Radio, and we are live over on our YouTube channel. Jump in the chat. Head on over. It's the Field of 68 on YouTube. We're going to be uh, over there for the afters in about 10 minutes answering your questions in the chat. And I know that this was going to be a question if if we let it up to uh, to our YouTube chat. The Iona Gales clinched a share of the metro athletic uh metro atlantic athletic conference that's a tough one to say the Mac. that gets me every single time say the mac but the mac not yeah, the mac the right. mac exactly um rick patino has won a share of the regular season title yeah. uh which brings up the question where will he be coaching next season <laughs> because it feels like every opening it's gonna somebody, have his name yeah every someone Someone's going to put his well, name because he's cleared of all the NCAA stuff. So mm-hmm. now you you look at him completely differently than you did a year ago. You know, remember when Iona took a shot on him, I was even like, "Why?" And I knew he was going to coach again in college, but it was almost like, "Wow, this stuff's still hanging out there," and Iona's going to roll the dice on him. Well, made him look good because mm-hmm. they get to the NCAA tournament. They've been really good. No surprise. I mean, again, Rick Pitino's. Bill Self, Rick Pitino, those are the two best probably X's and O's guys in, in, in the game, right? And if, if you give Rick talent. Yeah, I wouldn't phrase that as the best X's and O's guys. I would just the, – the best, Two best coaches. Yeah, two best coaches. Coaches, coaches. Yeah, I just don't think Rick's the recruiter that Self is. That's what I would say is, is Rick doesn't – he's not necessarily recruiting the best dudes, whatever job he gets. All right, so to answer your question, you know, there's there's three – places that come to mind right away for me georgetown st john's and south florida those are the three all right georgetown's gonna open gonna open i think rick patino would walk honestly from new rochelle it's a long walk to georgetown i think he'd do it if you say hey rick you can have this job get going if he's walking yeah it's a lot easier to walk to queens than it is to walk to dc it is a lot easier for him (laughs) i don't think he would enjoy the walk to queens quite as much as he would the walk to Georgetown, the Rosin Center. It's probably not even called the Rosin Center anymore, but the, it's probably changed like three times since. Capital City, something yeah, or other. Whatever. You know, St. John's, I don't, phone booth I don't think so it's quiet. a fit either way for St. John's. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think it's a fit. I think Rick Pitino would kill it at St. John's. I don't think he really wants St. John's, and I'm not sure St. John's really wants him. Mm-hmm. Georgetown, I think he would love the, the Georgetown job. I'm still being told that there's, there's obviously – there's a there's a segment of, of Georgetown that really wants him. But then there's some people there that say, no, 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 we can't hire Rick Pitino. So if you can't get either one of those two, what are you getting? South Florida, remember the guy from Outback is involved. Not maybe not as heavily at South Florida. I think they would want him badly if they could if they could get him, if they part ways with Brian Gregory. Uh, also St. John's, we don't know if they're gonna part ways with Mike Anderson. Um, I don't think Rick would take South Florida either. So I could see him staying one more year at Iona and waiting. Because now, again, I know he's not getting any younger, but he's got most of that stuff kind of off his back now. And another year, even more so, it'll be behind him. And who knows what opens up then, right? Jim Laranega is not getting any younger. He could retire in a year or so. So I I don't know. But I, I, don't, I don't know if Georgetown, St. John's, either one work out for Rick Pitino. Yeah. I think it's more we like to romanticize the idea of him going to either of those two places. And I think that like he's the he's the quick fix, right? If you want to get your thing sure. going to the point where you're back in the tournament picture, you're back to national relevancy, like he's the guy that you hire. 
but it's not a long-term answer. Like he's the guy that you hire to get it going again. So that the next guy that you get. So I got it. I got the perfect job for him. I think I got one too. Go. You go first. Wichita State. That's exactly what I was going to say. Wichita State. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's a perfect place for him because all they want to do is win there. You know, Isaac Brown hasn't worked out. Obviously, the Greg Marshall thing. They would probably take Greg Marshall back, a lot of those fans. (laughs) They probably would. (laughs) There's a push to get him back. Yeah, I know there There is. I know there is. But but to me, Rick Pitino would be – would would get it back. And like you said, you know, three years. That's why I think Georgetown would, would be perfect for him. I think Georgetown's crazy not to hire Rick Pitino, to be honest, uh, because he'd get him back quickly, get him relevant quickly for the next guy. Mm-hmm. Where, where is the let's, – let's, let's, let's pretend that he can have either of those jobs that he would want, right? Which? George, Georgetown, St. John's. Wichita. South Florida, Wichita. Like, basically, whatever he wants that might open. Where would you – if you were Rick Pitino, where would you be going? Like where Texas. You, I like Austin. Okay, but that wasn't. You see what I'm dealing with here, guys? It's open. The of the places that you just you mentioned. Can't hire him, where's I got it? Where's the where where where, do you, where are you going? If, if I'm Rick, I'm going to Georgetown. I'm going to Georgetown. Of course, I'm going to Georgetown. Oh, by the way, his son is very close with uh, former Georgetown Hoya Nate Lubick too. Mm-hmm. His son Ryan. So he he knows Georgetown well, right? He knows Georgetown well. Um. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, if I'm Georgetown, that's where I'm going. I know I'll probably get some pushback for that one. But I love I, how you I say, right oh, he's friends with former Georgetown Hoya Nate Lubick. Like, Nate Lubick moves the deal at a school like Georgetown. No, well, I'm just saying Whenever, he's connected. When you think of the Georgetown yeah. University. the best screener. Hoya, when he, you think listen. of the big men that have come through Georgetown basketball, you know who you think of? You think of Patrick Ewing first. You know who you think of second. <laughs> you know who's third to Kevin Matumbo. You know who the next man on that list Nate is? Nate Lubick. Nate Lubick. You know who screened better than all three of those guys? <laughs> Nate Lubick. Speaking of Georgetown <laughs> basketball, you know what they did today? They went oh, on yeah. the road. Big win. They ended the win. streak. They ended the streak. They knocked off Butler 68-62 in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Yeah. The Hoyers are now 7-21 on the season, but that's not who I want to talk about. Who do I want to talk about? I want to talk about the Butler Bulldogs. Oh boy. 13 and 15 overall. They stink. 13 and 15 overall. Five and 12 in the Big East. Yeah. yeah. It's Dad Mata's first year. Yeah. But I think if you look at the pieces on that roster, I know I was bullish on them. Yeah. Fanta was A lot bullish of people on them. Were. I know T.O. was Lucas Harkins was very Lucas Harkins Lucas Harkins predicted them to win. He's bullish on every Butler team. Yeah. Um, so why are where do you stand on Thad Mata? Where do you stand on him coming back? And where do you stand on, on this situation? You got about two you, minutes. You want my honest opinion? And this hurts me to say. Why would I want anything else? No, <laughs> that, I, I want you to lie. Thad Mata 2.0. Honestly, I'm ready to call it. I'm ready to call it already. I just don't think he was ever completely bought back into coaching. I think the only reason he did it is because he could throw a rock from his house to Hinkle. Mm-hmm. It worked, right? It was convenient for him. I just don't think this Thad Mata wants to work like the Thad Mata that was at Ohio State that recruited Greg Oden and Mike Conley and Daquan Cook and Evan Turner and all those dudes. I don't think that's this Thad Mata, and I love Thad Mata. But I honestly, I think it was a, a bad hire by Barry Collier. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet. Um, they've dealt with injuries this season, right? Yep. You've they have with, a lot of them. You dealt with a situation where maybe – the point guard isn't the right answer. Maybe the backcourt isn't the right fit. Maybe, you know, this, maybe that. Ali Ali hasn't really been himself all season. True, long. true. 
I am willing. I am willing to sit here and give him another two or three years to. Oh, I wouldn't try. give him two or three. Two, two tops two, to two see. Tops. At least a year. I'm not setting this program at back. Year, at least a year. And you know what I'm doing out. right now? I'm just going to call Brad Stevens and say, hey, man, just sit tight. If you want to coach, just sit tight for a couple just, years. We need you to bail yeah. us out. I, I want you to be there for us just in case. So you're not – you're instead of sending him to Indiana, you are now sending him – Back to, to Butler. To, back to Hell Butler. yeah. You know who's going to be devastated by that news? Who? Mark Titus. Why? He's still campaigning for Brad Stevens to get the Indiana Probably job. is. Still telling Dumbass. that to happen. And listen – this has been the Field of 68 After Dark. As you can see, we are live in Mackey Arena. We are in West Lafayette. Uh, we're going to be hanging out here for about um, another 15, 20, 15, minutes, 20 or so minutes. We'll 15, be able to get on the road. And I have an early flight in the morning, so I'm going to try to Stop get up and catch that. Listen, Field of 68 After Dark. We'll see you guys again Later. tomorrow night at 11 o'clock. Andrew Clark. All right, Dagan. Uh, I did ask it's the chat. Time. I did ask the chat for some questions, so let's let them roll in. Um, Brady wants to know: Can we get a little one v one and actually going between the two of you on the court right now? Goodman doesn't want that. Ooh. What was it? I didn't hear it. A little one on one. Brady wants to know if you guys get a little one on one. I don't see a ball, but so there was there was a kid that came that walked down here with a ball, and I think he was trying to sneak in and get some shots up, and then really? he saw us standing on the court. And he was like, he stopped in his tracks and he turned around and he walked right back up. Was and it, was it Braden Smith? I mean, it might've, it looked like a 12 year old. Braden Smith. <laughs> I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm with the chat. This. I would love to see that. We could get you two out there. We can get Trevor on play by play. This could be, could Oh jeez, could be some big time stuff. You don't want me to embarrass Doster. Come on. Jeez. Okay. Uh, we talked about this last night, uh, but I want to, we can talk about it again tonight. If you guys would like uh, Duke is 11 and one. With all of their players healthy, Jackson gave me that stat in the chat, so that's not right. It's on Jackson, not me. Um, what are your thoughts on the Blue Devils? I know Rob, you gave your thoughts last night. So yeah, I, I kind of like him too, Dagan. I, you know, I don't love him. I don't love him, but I, I think what I did say last night was I think Shire's done a really good coaching job with this team because he hasn't had a healthy team, and Derek Whitehead is the X factor. Has been the X factor. I remember talking to Shire about him in Portland, mm -hmm. and that was our whole conversation. It's like, if he can get there, we need a dude on the perimeter. Like, Roach is good. Filipowski's been really good. Lively's now starting to come on a little bit and become a, a real consistent defensive disruptor. And, like, some of those other pieces are good. Mark Mitchell, Young, Ryan Young. Uh, no who am neck. I forgetting? Grandison. No neck Ryan Young. No neck Ryan Young. Uh, Proctor's come on. Like I think they got a lot of good they're, players. They're in a they're in a spot now where they can they can make a run, right? When you when you think about the situation that Shire walked into with the injuries, with how young that group was, yeah. with everything that was going on with replacing Coach K, like it was never going to be easy. And the injuries just kept piling up, and it just it felt like he kept hitting his head against the wall yep. trying to get it going. Yep. If Duke, I said this last night, if a call went differently in the Virginia Tech game. And the call went differently in the Virginia game, and they've won eight of the last nine. We're having a very different conversation about totally. this. And the narrative calling, about them, you know, is what very they're calling them, a potential Final Four team. What we're saying is that they're right. North Carolina of last year, and John Shire is pulling a Hubert Davis. Ooh, and that's what we would be saying. Um, I'm not ready to go that far. No, me either. Because me either. I think me if either. you look at look at the how good I don't want to say the talent because I think that this group was more talented than what. Uh, last year's North Carolina team was right, but those guys last year's North Carolina team was also older 
I think there's more pros on this team, but they're just a little bit further away. Um, but I think that they can make a run. And I think that they're poised you know, to be able to make chem- a And their chemistry is pretty good. Yes. Like, that's the one thing. Seeing them at Duke Carolina, that was my biggest takeaway in a way. It was like, this Carolina team, like I said, like had no emotion. And the Duke team, now they're playing a Cameron. But they were, they were having fun out there. Mm-hmm. They were legit. And it was a close game. They were having fun. And I, there's something to be said about that, right? This Purdue team today, having fun, sharing the ball. They're not jealous of Zach Eady. They're all – everybody is lo- – it's, it's – look, it's so – Ethan Morton so, is such a so pro. Fucking, it's so fucking Did you hear him up there? Yeah, but it's so, oh. it's so cliche to say. Pro. But it's like it's the culture. It's the locker right. room. It's like they're all – You know like, who I talked to about that after? The, Julia Eady. About yeah. the culture. And you know what she said? What? She goes – the thing is, they never they never promote the culture at Purdue. Yep. It's just kind of understood. It just happens organically. And it wasn't like that. You mentioned it before. Right. Like right. with when Painter couple years. When he almost got run yeah. out. Yeah. Like part of that was because he had it, it was because of Robbie Hummel. <laughs> like <laughs> Robbie Hummel left and the, the 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 program just cratered, which is why they're trying to build him a statue. You heard that? I heard that. You heard from, that too? From my sources, yeah. Wow. I heard that too. We're gonna have to we'll we talk might have about, some news on that. Can we tell him now or should what? we wait? Should we wait? No, no, just tease it. Yeah, tease listen. it. Tease it. You'll see. Sources you say. We'll see. Sources just say. say. You'll see. Don't go. Don't be specific. Don't be giving I'm stuff away. Just honestly, be be on the lookout for some big news about Hummel and a statue. Yep. So, Dagan, what else we got? Uh, can you see Marquette reaching a two seed if they finish out the season strong? AKA no. with, a, with a win over Creighton. If they if they can win if they win the Big East tournament, they gotta be what? Don't they have to? Don't they have a tough next game though? Creighton. Yeah, their next game is at Creighton. Creighton. But they had a week but to that, prepare. That's a, that's a free that's a free hit. Like they're they're if they like, win that like game, Diggin, right yes. Now, and then if yes. they win because if, if they win the Big East tournament, they're gonna have to be at least two of. Yeah, Creighton, I, I just Xavier, don't think they're Providence, good enough. UConn. I don't think they're good enough to like. Okay, even you lose Creighton. If they win the Big East tournament, most likely it'll be a three seed. Right. There's a chance right. they can get up to the two seed. Right. I That's think they're a three. I think they'll be a three. Probably the most four. likely outcome. I think they'll be a three or a four. Yeah. Most likely outcome is probably a four because they're probably not winning the Big East tournament. Correct. Cool. Dagger. What was that? Oh, you oh. not saying it. Come on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was confused with what Gibbon was saying. Uh, what are your thoughts? Here's a, here's a good one. We we're talking obviously about St. John's job opening up. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Bobby Hurley to St. John's. What Bobby Hurley to St. John's. That's Greg Waddell sitting in the front row. They go nuts. Okay. Um, Bobby Hurley to St. John's. Like it? Don't yeah, I it. mean, like, that's that's absolutely, I think, in play uh, if Bobby Hurley can save his job at Arizona State. I have a question. You know, that that's a big one. I have a bigger okay. question. What? More important. It's kind yeah. of along the what same lines. If Bobby Hurley goes to St. John's. Yeah. When Dan Hurley and Bobby Hurley play twice oh my a year, God. are the officials even going to bother showing up? No, no, <laughs> you won't just, get officials for that game. You just they, run they for honestly they run for the no. Hills. They're just going to say when the assigner calls them, they're going to be no, no, no chance. No, chance. you know what's going to happen? The officials would be, be like so, Bobby, Danny, you guys just ref it yourself. Call your own fouls. <laughs> have Andrea ref it. Oh no, the two wives, the Sorry. two wives ref it. That would be awesome. Awesome. Absolutely terrific. Uh, yeah, I, I think Hurley, though, Hurley at St. John's is intriguing. Obviously, Mike Craig, the AD, uh, Duke guy. I, you know, I mean, if I'm Bobby, yeah, I take it in a heartbeat if I can get it right now. I, I know the weather's a little different, but you get close to home, and 
I just don't know how the Hurleys would honestly be in the same league. I don't know. It might not go well. They might not talk to each other in a few years. It's. I don't think that it would happen because I don't think they want to play each other. Right. Me either. I just did. Yeah, that's. But that might be. The, that might be it for Bobby. Like you need to get out of there. You need to get out of Arizona State if you're Bobby Hurley, right? It sucks when you have to get out of Arizona State. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to leave that. Nice. It's warm. Great scenery. Digging. That was beautiful, Duster. Um, uh, from our own John Fanta, he wants to know, give me a double-digit seed that you have to put a Cinderella slipper on. Who's your pick? A double-digit double seed, seed is a right. Cinderella? Hold on. Let me bring up the Fielding the 68 page just so I can have it in front of me. Fielding the 68 bracket. So a double-digit seed that we can – what was the question? That we can see being a Cinderella making a run? Yeah. Uh, you, you got one slipper. You have to put it on one team. Who's it going on? Um, is it too cliche to say Oral Roberts? No. Um, is that too yeah, obvious of a pick? Probably. Oh, we got NC State as a 10 seed. I'll jump on NC State. I can see NC State being a second weekend team. Okay, I'm going to change the question. I'm going to change the question. Mid major team. Kent State for me. I like it. Kent State. They got a stud guard. And to me, in order to win, you, you better have a stud guard. Mm hmm. I, I don't accept. Or, I don't accept Rob's answer, so he's got to pick a new one. Mid major. Right. No, I said Oral Roberts. Okay. Max Aismas. We've seen him do it before. Yeah. They got like did. three high major transfers on there. Paul Mills is a hell of a coach. Comes from the uh, the uh, the tree. Um, the tree. Scott. I almost said the Bryce Drew coaching. Yeah, the, the Scott Drew coaching tree. Those guys have success in March. Look at Jerome Tang. Paul Mills has already done it. Um, who's the guy at North Texas? I'm blanking Grant on his McCaslin. name. Grant McCaslin. Yeah. Give me ORU. Oral Roberts? Is that anything like an You know who, too? I like Drake, if they can win the Valley. I like Drake. They're older. Tucker DeVries. I didn't hear you. I said Oral Roberts. Is that anything like an Anal Johnson? (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Have you ever seen that movie? (laughs) Chat, chat, uh, chat. Come on, back me up. That's from Club Dread. What is going on? You guys have been together too long. Yes. (laughs) Way. Trust me. Way, way, way too long. Um, We'll give Yuli. Uh, his question here. Um, well, hold on. I want. I'm gonna. Someone said, "Who is this year's St. Peter?" So I want. I want like a 14, right. 15, I like 16. That. I like that as well. right. I got one. I got one too. All right. If you yeah. if you steal mine, we're fighting. All right. Three, two, one, go. Bucky Ball. Okay. Samford. That wasn't, that wasn't mine. Samford and one. Bucky yeah. Ball. Samford they play Bucky. fast as hell. Really tough to prepare for. They got talent, and, and you know the SoCon isn't what it's been, but right now they're in first place over some pretty good teams like Furman. Mm-hmm. So here's mine. Who is the first guy to clinch a regular season title? This Mike year? Morell in UNC Mike Asheville. Mike Morell, UNC Asheville. And Drew Pember. Got a kid named Drew Pember. Like a six foot nine. Yeah, barely played at Tennessee. Yeah, big athletic dude, can make threes. He's going to be, he'll play against high majors, and there's going to be like teams where he's the best player on the floor. They're a 15 seed. Shout out to Mike Morell. I like Matt Langle and Colgate. Yeah. Yeah. And they got dudes. They got all all older my guys only, only, other than a freshman point guard. My only concern with them is – You know what the all... freshman point guard's name is? No. Braden Smith. We got another Braden Smith? Is it the same Braden Smith? Different Braden Smith. Small. If we, if we traded Braden Smiths. <laughs> we should get them together. Yes. Can we get what, him in a zoo? What, what if Purdue plays Colgate in the first round? NCAA selection committee. Can we make this Smith? happen? Braden Smith versus Braden Smith in the first round. I don't think it can happen because Colgate's going to be like a 14. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know if it can happen, but why can't we get them in a Zoom together? The two freshmen, Braden Smiths. That's what everybody is clamoring. Everybody for. wants that. That's what everybody is clamoring. Trevor for. wants that right now. You could tell. Look at his face. Trevor wants a nap. I think Trevor's ready to get back in Trevor's his car. Ready to go home. And go to Champagne. I think he's ready to go home. Go but, to beautiful Champagne. It's, right. It looks just like West Lafayette. Right? Am I wrong, Trevor? <laughs> uh, all right. This all is my the, time of the night. All to, these uh, Big Ten cities look the same. Other that's, than Bloomington that's, and that's, Madison. That's the Midwest. They all look the same in the Midwest. <laughs> um, so here's my time of the night to yell at the chat. 312 people watching, only 60 likes. Come on, chat. That's it? That's it. How many likes? That's it. 60. 60 fucking 60. likes? If we hit if we hit 200 likes right now, I will Jesus. get these two. I will get these two a basketball and I will make them play one-on-one to 11 before we end the show. I might have Doster play. There's a drum set over there. I better have Doster play some drums. That's pretty good at drums. If I we get to 200 likes, 200 likes, we're gonna see if Doster can play the drums. There's also, also, I hear that Trevor is sitting by the the shot clock horn. He said he'll hit that if we get 200 likes too. So, hit the. We can raise hell here, except, you know, there, there's somebody, I forget what's your name again. I'm sorry, Matt, Matt, who will probably lock our asses up. All right, so we Matt, can't please, really play the drums. Matt, please don't. We lock can't hit up. the shot clock. We can't play one on one. It's all just a joke. Because Matt will. <laughs> We appreciate He'll tell on us. He'll tell on us, which he should. We got any other questions? Yeah, I'm getting there. I was just yelling at the chat. We're getting that done, you know? Did um, they get any more likes? Well, yeah, we're up to 87. All right, good job. Good job, <laughs> chat. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, uh, we, we got to give Yuli his time. Obviously, we talked about his Butler Bulldogs end the show. He wants to know, he said the season, but the season's lost. So we're, gonna, we're just going to go, as, you know, as a whole here. What does Butler need to do to turn things around under Thad Mata? What does Butler need to do to what? Turn things around under Thad Mata. Um, I mean, again, you can do it quickly in the portal, right? That's the beauty of the portal. So if you're hitting a couple guys, the problem is Butler's going to have no NIL. So they're not going to get – they're going to have to really evaluate guys in the portal. And really, I'm not sure how much Thad's going to want to go to the portal. I, I think he's going to have no choice. But I think ultimately Thad would love to build with high school guys and get older, especially in a place like Butler. That's how Brad Stevens did it. That's how Barry Collier knows how to do it. That's how Thad's done it. So I just don't know how well it's going to work. Again, my biggest thing is I just don't know how bought in that Thad was to, to coming back, other than the fact that Barry Collier called him and said, like, hey, you know, Butler – his kids went there, his girl, at least one girl went there, if not both, and they lived down the street. So it was like, all right, if I'm ever going to come back, this is the job I'm going to come back for. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure he was 100% bought in. All right, cool. Uh, last one, and then we'll go to your toast because I know you guys have to uh, get going here. Um, yeah. if, you had to be a <laughs> if you had to be a fan of one team, Louisville or Georgetown, who is it? <laughs> Louisville. Like a fan of this like, year? Like, or no, like no, Louisville? a fan for going forward. For going forward. Yeah, Louisville. I'll take Louisville because Louisville's no, their resources are insane. You hire the right guy there, no, and, and they can flip it so quick. And I, I, I trust that the right decision will get made there more than I trust the right decision will yeah. get made. Yeah, I would agree at Georgetown. Yeah, um, I think that. It's been recent success. I mean, Chris Mack had a role in there three gonna, years ago. This is gonna this is gonna fucking sound crazy, but I think that it is easier to build something really quickly in the ACC 
yeah. than it is to build something really quickly in the Big East. And I also think that it's easier to, to win the ACC right now than it is to win the Big East. By the way, Maryland in uh, overtime right now at Nebraska. What's the Fighting score Freddie Hoiberg, 61-60. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa Northwestern North early. Yep. Well, we'll go find a place to watch the end of those games somewhere. Dagan, yes. we got anything else? Anything else? Nope. You guys Any can good questions? Your, you can hit your toast of the night. All right, you go ahead. All right, mine's away. easy. I'm going to the Indiana Hoosiers. The Indiana women's Hoosiers. How about that? who clinched a share of the Big Ten title today for the first time in 40 years with a win against the women's Purdue Boilermakers. Mackenzie Holmes, a stud, one of the best players in the country. Uh, my daughter was there. Uh, congrats, Terry Morin, Indiana women's basketball. Uh, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Again, the first time in 40 years, and they have a chance to win the outright, outright title. They play at Iowa and Caitlin Clark in the regular season finale. My toast of the night is going to uh, Robbie Hummel because Robbie Hummel is going to get some unfortunate news here. <laughs> he really and is. Poor guy. In about an hour he or two. He has no idea. Trevor, when, when are you going to be able to post this? Tomorrow morning. Yeah, he's going to get some bad news tomorrow morning, some unfortunate news tomorrow morning. So, um, it, I just, honestly, I wanted to devastating. I wanted, not, not unfortunate. I don't, wanted to, don't try to sugarcoat this. I wanted to give a toast to him because he's going to need that beverage. He's going to need a drink. He's going to need quite a few drinks. Uh, but listen, this has been the Field of 68 After Dark. We're here every every night. Well, most nights at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Some nights. Special edition. Some tonight. nights earlier, uh, especially on Sundays. We tend to go earlier because there's no late night games. Uh, so for Jeff Goodman, for Dagan Hughes, for Trevor Release, who's been hiding behind the camera today, my name is Rob Doster. See you guys again tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.